Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Radar One Podcast, the radical way for discussion. I'm your host, Ivan Hakis, and we're on to episode number eight. I've had really good people, really good guests come on the podcast, but today I'm pretty excited for the person that came on to talk. But before I get into the guest, I wanted to give you all some news. We at the Radar One Podcast, and I say we because it's all of us, we're all a team, have just partnered up with Poddex. Now I know you're probably asking yourselves, well, what is Poddex? Well, let me tell you. So Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So if you're looking to get into podcasting or if you're already an existing podcaster, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, with that, they've allowed me to offer you a discount. So go to poddex.com and use code RADAR1 to get a 10% off your first order. Check out Poddex now. So once you've placed your order on Poddex, make sure to go find me on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts to check out all the latest episodes. And for social media, go to Facebook or Instagram at Radar One Podcast and follow and like the page. So, today's episode, I had the uh, privilege to speak with Steven Casablancas, who is the artist who's allowed me to use his song for my intros he is getting ready to release his first ep which would consist of i think he's he's having six songs on it he's really got a pretty good thing going on i really enjoy his music it's fun it's great so excited for him to come on the podcast and talk about how it all started for him so make sure to Check him out on Spotify as well. He's got music out there. And you can follow him on Instagram at Steven Casablancas. So with that being said, guys, like I always say, if you're ready, I'm ready. Radar One Podcast is ready. Let's talk. So with me here today, I have uh, Steven, the creator of a lot of pretty good music lately. How's it going, Steven? How are you doing? I'm glad to be on here. I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, kind of excited that you decided to, to get on the podcast and talk with me for a little bit. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's some pretty good stuff, huh? Like you, uh, you start making music and you start getting yourself out there, posting your, your, your stuff, your content out there. And then I could only imagine that you start getting messages from all types of people, right? Yeah. Mostly uh hip hop artist, but I don't know if I want to do hip hop yet. 
I've explored so many genres, but I don't think I'm ready for hip hop. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Before we get into the the meat of the the podcast, can you tell us what got you into music? Uh, well, I'm here from Houston, Texas, and um, I grew up in a small family in a little household. And um, my father grew up as a musician, playing drums in many groups. And so he's the one that got me into music. And um, yeah, because of him, I picked up the guitar and other instruments too. And next thing I know, like my freshman year during high school, I played in my first band. Well, actually, I've been in many bands since my first band was a metal band in sixth grade. Oh, wow. I was a drummer. It was a band called False Providence. Okay. And I had no idea what I was doing, to be honest, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it because I've always loved music. And then I've been in a lot of bands. I even started my own like in like in my freshman year, too, before I started playing with my father in another group. Okay. Um, with um, two of my friends. And then uh, next thing I know, I, I saw that it, doesn't work, it wasn't working out because people have stuff to do and you know yeah just things going on on in life simple as that yeah we were all busy with school and stuff like that and just didn't have that time and i remember um in order to learn like the mu the music my father played i got into a mariachi group and i had to learn scales and how to read notes and stuff like that and i'm gonna be honest to this day i still don't know how to read notes <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you were part of a mariachi how long did you do that for um two years it was it was for school but okay. I, okay i learned a lot that's how awesome. not like how to read music but like you know that style and do you to this day here and there do that type of music mariachi no i really want to i really like want to but like It's hard to like musicians that are going to be there because a lot of musicians end up leaving you hanging, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get you. So your music, it, it's like, um, it sounds like, like you're taking us back to the 50s. And I think that's probably one of the things that really intrigued me when I listened to your song or one of your songs. Because I'm a fan of that style and... You try to emulate it pretty pretty good. Can you tell us about that as well? Yeah, um, I grew up listening to a lot of the '50s, like Dion and the Belmonts, Richie Valens, Little Richard, um, the Skyliners, Paul and Paula, Buddy Holly. You know, Big Pop. Right, right. And um, back then, in in my high school years, I used to always post covers of me singing songs like. Uh, From Dion and the Belmonts and all of them. And I always do doo-wop. I always like doing doo-wop. And um, I'm, I'm really in love with that harmony stuff they used to do back then. Like all them voices. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome music, man. Like that style, it is music that you can always listen to. It doesn't really ever get played out, you know. Obviously, you don't hear it much on the radio. Mm -hmm. But... You can, you know, you can listen to it on YouTube and you you just don't get tired of it. It's it's really fun music. 
And I appreciate the fact that there's still people out there such as yourself that are trying to recreate the good old times for the people that actually lived through them. Cause obviously you and I didn't, but for the people that are from that time and enjoyed that music, again, it's cool to see that there's still people out there trying to take us back in time in a sense. Yeah. And I've been talking to my friend Gio about like making a little EP of the fifties covering like four or three songs, you know, cause I, I've always wanted to. Yeah. That, that, that would be awesome. And maybe I will do that after I release this EP that's coming. That's definitely um, awesome that that, that uh, your ideas don't run out, right? I know sometimes, at least, for example, with me in podcasting, I feel like I run out of ideas. But all I have to do is take a quick shower or, or take a walk and I start thinking again. But to, for you, what is the creative process like? Like, do you have to be in a certain mood and a state of mind for you to start creating music, getting ideas, or is it something that you can get off the podcast right now and go and, and create a song? Like right now, back in the day, I didn't know where I had to be because I would always get anxious. Like I, I had the mindset that, Oh, it has to be done by tomorrow. But now I finally figured that, my place to write music is to be in my room locked up and um you know i have my acoustic in there and i start i start playing melodies and then i try to sing something in my head i start humming and all, all that stuff and i remember in the beginning like the first song that's coming out the first song i released i had to come up with it at that moment at the studio the honey i'm doing fine um i remember recording the melody but i have no idea where it was gonna go so i remember geo and my friend emily helped me write the lyrics so for the first song i had so much help from them and i really appreciate what they did for me and thanks to them this song wouldn't have been what it is today and i've gotten a lot of feedback on it positive feedback and now i, I found my own place sometimes sometimes uh my room or other times I even come up with melodies in the studio and I ask Joe, hey, can I record this? And then I end up recording it and then um, we listen to it. And if we don't like it, we just, you know, we cut it off. And most of the time it ends up working. And that's what I like about, you know, trying out new stuff. Yeah, that's that's definitely awesome, man. I mean, so you say Geo is is the one that runs Groovy Studios, right? Um, yeah, I met. I met uh, Gio. I met Gio in HCC, and uh, he had already knew my friend Emily, which was my friend in high school. And me and her were like, uh, we were doing covers back then. Like we we would cover like a lot of uh, the Beatles and stuff like that. Wow. And I would play guitar, and she would sing, and um, and she's also one of the reasons why I met him. And he, she told me about his studio and and everything. And um, next thing I know, I get a text from him one day talking about how he was interested in having me in a studio and you know it was really exciting because i'd never actually been to a real studio and he's got a nice setup huh i see the the videos on instagram and i like how it looks all blue in one point or all red mm -hmm. like it's it's a pretty awesome studio that he's got going on huh yeah when i even even when i showed up his his setup was already really great at his old house because he, yeah. he recently moved but um 
Okay. Even when I got there, it was it was already everything was already set up. Even though he had told me that he had barely set up everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, shout out to uh, Gio from Groovy Studios. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff going on over there too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of great artists too. <laughs> so you mentioned Emily, your friend Emily. Have you and her done like any like? Have you all, or even you in general, have you guys gone out to like a venue and just play music? Not yet. We actually had something planned this summer, but due to this pandemic, right? We're like right now we're set back, and plus, um, we're we're actually we're actually trying to drop more music that way. When we whenever we play a set, we actually have you know like a set list, right? And you know, I just want them to. They just want to drop more music that way. You know, they don't go performing only one song and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't wanna, you don't want, like you said, you don't wanna sing two or three of your own songs and then have to scramble and and try to see if you can cover mm-hmm. some other artist's music. You know? Yeah, of course you can. It's it's also good to put a one or two covers in, but other than that, you know, people want to hear mostly about you. You know? Exactly, exactly. So talking about venues and and shows, even though you have not experienced that yet, but if you could open a show mm-hmm. with any artist, who would it be? If I can open up for any artist? Yeah, for any artist. Oh, who a, would that be? That's a tough one because um, here, <laughs> here with my dad, like we've opened up for like the Spanish groups. You know, like uh, one time we opened up for, I don't know if you know, well, that one was canceled. Well, we, there was one venue where we were going to play, we we're going to open up for Los Caminantes. It's like a. Uh, I don't think I've heard of them. And then, and we also one time we opened up for uh, this this very famous group in Mexico, Los Terribles del Norte. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the place was all. It was this. It's this one venue that never gets full. It's right there on, uh, in Hempstead, Texas. Okay. And I remember like, showing up, and next thing I know, like this venue that rarely has people was filled with people. All because, you know, this big group, you know, it's exciting because, you know, you get to open up for a big group and you see all these people. The only thing that's a pain in the neck is the security because, you know, even though I didn't know what this group was, my dad does, but I didn't. You have the security on your back thinking that you want to, you know, sneak in and talk to the group, which in reality, yeah, yeah. you're just like, you know. You're, you're part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's. Oh yeah, and so to answer your question, uh, right now I've been listening a lot to Chicano Batman. Okay. That's one group I would open up for. <laughs> yeah, so if if they if they messaged you today, without hesitation, you would say yes. Of course, I would. Okay, so how about if if you know these people were still alive? or still young enough to play or even at, at an older age mm-hmm. let's say someone you know who who would that be who would who would be a band from back then that you would want to open up for if they offered maybe um if i would have to choose i'd probably say maybe the beatles or maybe queen one of those two <laughs> that's awesome yeah definitely because <laughs> I heard uh, Freddie Mercury was like the biggest sweetheart anybody has ever met. So you would have liked to to meet him and get to be around him for a bit. Yeah, of course. I have music genius awesome. like that. 
Yeah, exactly. So obviously we're we're living in an age now with social media and how easy it is to post information out there. But how do you feel that the internet has helped impact you know the music industry and and yourself in general well social media has helped me a lot with putting my music all over all platforms thanks to Gio who introduced me to this um this thing called distro kid which is like okay you basically pay 30 dollars i think it was like 30 something and um for a whole year you can upload to any plat you upload music and it uh, uploads to almost every platform like tiktok Spotify, even on YouTube. Oh, yeah, really? you have your own yeah, yeah. topic on YouTube, Apple Music, all that. And that's really helped me out a lot because I can easily just say, you know, check out my music on these platforms. And even if you don't have money to like pay for Spotify or Apple Music, you can always go to YouTube. And that's really exactly. that's amazing because, you know, back then you had to go to a record store or like, like any store and buy a CD or you could pick a set or, you know, the vinyl. It's that's actually similar to to podcasting. I use a a host, mm-hmm. and that host they distribute it to the different platforms like like Apple, you uh, Spotify, Google, all that. And it's it's pretty cool that the music industry has something similar to that. That way, you're not going to every single one and adding your music. Mm-hmm. You can just upload it to this site, and then they do the rest. So what's the best advice that you've been given as a up-and-coming music artist? Always take criticism lightly or, you know, take it well, you know, because you never know who's going to be out there, like, trying to help you. And then even though, even even in those criticisms, there's going to be people that don't like you. And, you know, that's the right to accept because not everybody's always going to like you. And Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a great feeling when you post a little snippet like Geo does and stuff like that. And people like compliment you and, you know, they want to get to know more about you. And it's like, it's a really good feeling. And it's to a point where even when somebody says like the slightest thing about like not liking your music, it's just, it just shrug it off. It's easy to shrug off because you know, there's a lot of people supporting you. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you you said it yourself, not everybody is going to like mm-hmm. your style of music. You know, they might, the person that gives you that negative feedback, might be more into rap or hip hop or country music mm-hmm. and which is definitely different than your style but even if they give you negative feedback i would say that's that's still a motivating factor for you to keep going and try to produce even better music not to like them but just to improve you and your work in general yes and and on, on top of all that i'm really grateful because a lot of these artists have reached out to me talking about a collab like um like I've even had rappers like talk to me, uh, message me talking about how they wanted me like to sing the chorus and stuff like that, and I'd be actually down for that, you know, because I I like to explore all kinds of music. It's not only just one genre. That's awesome. You've obviously been working on different music, but what would you say is is next for you? Right now, I'm working on an EP for with okay. six tracks and um. I'm really excited to drop it because so far on my two singles, I've been getting so much positive feedback. And that really excites me because, you know, I haven't dropped anything else. And and I've made sure that, you know, and from everything I've dropped, I've gotten nothing but positive feedback. And that really excites me, but makes me nervous at the same time. Because, you know, there's, there's, there's sometimes where you enjoy a song from, like, the snippet. And then once you get to hear the whole song, like, it bores you sometimes. And that's what I'm kind of afraid of. But... 
at the same time, you know, I'm very excited and it's going to be like, at first I was just going to do three tracks on the album, but I decided to go more because I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, hey, where's the rest of the songs? And I want to see <laughs> like, you know, how I do with this. And if I do good, I'm I'm going to keep working and stuff. Keep working on music because right now I have like other collabs with other people. And I'm really excited yeah. for that. I'll tell you right now, Strawberry has been my favorite one. Not only because you sent it to me to, to use it for my podcast, but I mean, just this past Sunday, I was uh, making some discada mm -hmm. and I was jamming to the Strawberry song, man. <laughs> oh, wow. That's... <laughs> it's that's a, it's an awesome song. Like I, I'm telling you, I, I like that style of music. It's catchy. You can easily vibe to it. And I don't know. I mean, your guitar play. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from, from anything, but the, the guitar play alone is badass. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to talk about the inspiration for that song, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Please do. The 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 thing that inspired me to write that song is because um, the artist, uh, it's probably obvious by now, but one of my biggest inspiration is Julian Casablanca's from The Strokes. And okay. one thing I really admire about the Strokes is they have like this distinct sound, and I and I try to reach that sound, but at the same time I try to make it my own style with that indie, you know. Well, of course they're indie too, but you know, like my own style. And I don't know if you heard that song, "Undercover Darkness." It's by the Strokes. No, but I'll play it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that one inspired me to write that one with a little bit of twist from uh, the band Phoenix. I don't know if you've heard of them. Okay. It took like a little inspiration from um from the song Girlfriend by Phoenix. But I tried making it like a little heavy. Like cause uh, what I noticed about the first two singles is, you know, like they were soft and even the third song I when I started the third track of the album, my friend Joe was like, You should try making something heavy and I was like, Okay. So I decided, you know, I've been I was listening to all these fast-paced songs and out of nowhere I just like got an inspiration. So you already have all six songs that are going to be on your EP or are you still working? Cuz from what I can count, I have four written down and I have Honey I'm Doing Fine, which was your first one. Uh -huh. Then I have of course Strawberry, I have Red Desire, and then another one that I really enjoy but I haven't been able to listen to the whole thing is uh, Chicano Enamorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's another song that I I really, really appreciate the style of it. It's it's like uh I don't know, I can't I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's another really, really good song and I wish I could listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing about that one is uh, I was gonna drop it but you know my friend Jill my Jill uh told me that um he told me, you know, you should you should wait. You should know you should drop it along with the EP because it sounds really good. And we had it done and everything. We had it mastered. But I was listening to the song. The first day he sent it to me, I, w I wasn't really feeling it. So, like, a f recently, like, two weeks ago, I told him, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to re-record it this time, and I want to add more feeling to it. And just out of nowhere, I just... Okay. Yeah, and then I, he's like, all right. So for this song, you know, Chicano Namorado was like a song where I had to be relaxed. So what I told him, what he told me is like he started letting his artist, you know, he, he finally got a chair in the studio for his artist to sit down. 
and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down for this song because, you know, it's something to be relaxed, sing. So that song is going to be out in your EP? Of course. When is your EP dropping? Um, Right now, we have planned for the 29th. Okay. So that should be exciting because my friend Jill, every time, every time I leave the studio, he always says the same thing. This album is going to smack. And he always, he's always <laughs> telling me and people out there should get themselves a friend like Jill because that guy is, you know, he's always supportive and he's one I really appreciate. Another person, yeah, yeah. another person I appreciate is like everybody from my record label, um, which is Emily, my friend Talia, my friend Rex. They're all in the label. They're all, they're all artists too. They're all in the label, you know, and they're always there, you know, supporting me. We just added somebody else named Marco. And he writes his own songs and stuff like that too, and it should be exciting to have him too. So it sounds like you all have a nice, a nice group of of music artists that are gonna be releasing some pretty good stuff in the future, huh? Yes, we're we're all different genres, which makes it really exciting because you know, this label seems like it has its own, you know, categories. Yeah, definitely, definitely. On the part of the support with Geo, another person that really supports me is my girlfriend. And okay. the song Strawberry was mostly written about her because on her right ear, on the backside, she has a yep. tattoo of a strawberry. That's where the line... Oh, that's awesome. That's where that <laughs> line comes from. And that's mostly where the song came from. It's mostly about, you know, like, barely meeting her and, like, trying to get to know her. And that's basically what the song is about. That's why I appreciate artists such as yourself get creative like this because something as simple as a tattoo can have a big impact and a strong connection with the music that you're putting out there. I mean, you know, obviously the song Strawberry means a lot to you and possibly to your girlfriend as well because you guys can always look at look back at that song and say, you know, that song is is part of us in a sense, you know, like it's how we started, right? Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound cocky, but like um <laughs> you know your song is good when even the person that doesn't like you actually vibes to it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I appreciate the Strawberry, again, one of my favorite songs. Chicano Namorado is another good one. Honey, I'm Doing Fine, I like as well. I haven't listened to the full Red Desire song because mm-hmm. we don't have it out there, but I'll, I'm going to have to wait till the 29th. I'm really excited <laughs> because the version of Red Desire that's coming out on the album is re-recorded. So the version, okay. the version you hear now is not going to be the official one. Well, that's even that's even better because now I'm not going to know what to expect. I've, I've like I said, I've listened to the clip and I liked it, but now that you're throwing me this curveball, I'm like, wow. Well, then the anticipation is even higher now. Yeah, because when I recorded Red Desire, I was sick at the time, which okay. explains all the voice crackings in the song. <laughs> and I should have listened to my friend Gio at the time because he was always he he was telling me like he was like, bro wait till you get better to drop it and i was always stubborn i was like bro i have to drop it because you know i want to be out there and you know i learned my lesson since that day you know it's always important to take your time get a song done instead of rushing it and you know having to regret it later exactly yeah that's a good way to put it Mm -hmm. now i wanted to ask you different questions a little bit personal questions Mm -hmm. that allow the listeners to get a feel of the person that you are. I mean, we already know you're you're a, a music artist, up and coming music artist. 
that's putting out some good quality music for for people to enjoy but now with these questions we'll give the audience mm-hmm. a different perspective about you okay so with that steven i wanted to start off with a question that i kind of have to ask you because it's related to music in a sense but this will be the last music related question okay so if you got stuck in an elevator and you were forced to listen to only one song, what song would that be? Oh wow. Um Um She Needs Him by Hers. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Why would you pick that song? Like why did that song come to your mind? This this the style, it's like eighties and this band is like Okay. I discovered this band a month after their car crash, after they, they passed away. It was a duo of two guys okay. and you know, they really have really good music and it really saddens me that they actually had potential and you know only to be gone early to be taken away so soon yeah and that's what that's what happens with a lot of these artists you know one another another great example would be Richie Valens who was only famous for 7 months and died in a plane crash in an airplane crash <laughs> exactly yeah that's awesome man that's yeah i can appreciate that answer it's linked to you in a sense yeah okay <laughs> so let me ask you this, Stephen. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> um, one food for the rest of my life? Yeah, for the rest of your life. Maybe the... It's making me hungry just talking I about know, that. Right? You know, right? <laughs> maybe like a... Maybe a quesadilla. Okay, I mean, that's, that's simple to the point. Mm-hmm. And... Well, you know, a quesadilla, you can throw in some steak in there. You can throw in some yeah, chicken. Yeah, you can variety. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so it, it changes it up a bit. Okay, I like that. A quesadilla, simple, yep. but to the point. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So in school, right, mm-hmm. would you rather be the most popular kid or the smartest kid? Which one do you think has a better benefit? Being the smartest kid in school or the most popular kid in school? I'd say the smartest because i'm more of making my parents proud than making other people proud yeah that's a good way i, I like that that's that's a that's a good approach and there. The, yeah and that's a good answer because you know the real ones are always going to be by your side no matter what yeah 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 to add to the to the answer there yeah, yeah. you're right and we're almost done i have another question okay. for you mm-hmm. what's the weirdest tradition that your family has the weirdest tradition yeah, like you guys get together for Christmas and every Christmas you guys have to do this or else the night doesn't feel the same. Or for Halloween, if this isn't done, oh. trick-or-treating isn't the same. Or anything, any any tradition that you guys have. NFL Sunday football, if there's no pizza on the table, you know, the... I don't know who you're a fan of, but I'm assuming you're a, a Texans fan, no? Because you're in Houston. If there's no pizza in the table, the Texans don't win the game. You know, whatever, whatever family tradition is the weirdest that you, you know, to you, what would that be? The weirdest tradition. Um, the weirdest tradition. I don't think this is considered a tradition, but like, they have like this. My parents have always had like this thing where it's like, if you go out today, you can't go out tomorrow. I don't know if you'd consider. Well, I mean, in a sense, I can kind of see that as a tradition because, you know, that's that's kind of how, how my parents were, too. Like, if you're going to go out today, obviously, they don't tell me that now. I'm, I don't even live with them uh-huh. anymore. But 
you know, when I was in, in high school, middle school, yeah, if, if you go out today, that's kind of weird because I would tell my friends who weren't Hispanic, mm-hmm. and they would say, what? So your parents aren't going to let you hang out with us tomorrow? It's Friday tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I see that. That's that's a weird tradition. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Stephen, my last question to you is probably a lot more personal than all these other questions that I've asked because it's going to allow us to mm-hmm. see how you've overcome a great obstacle in your life. So the question is, Stephen, what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure was probably like letting myself, thinking that living is about pleasing everybody, but that's never going to be the case because no matter how much you try to please people, they will always look down upon you. Not not look down upon you, but like there will always be that one person who doesn't appreciate and my biggest failure is trusting people, you know, trusting too much people. And now it's like, now it's all about what makes you happy and what makes other people happy. I don't know how to explain this, but, you know, what makes you happy mostly. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is trusting people too soon without really getting to know their background and their intentions. And because you trusting people so soon, it's also led to backfiring on you and maybe cause you harm in one way shape or form yes that's that's basically yeah. perfect i can you said it better than i did <laughs> <laughs> it's all right well yeah definitely I, I can definitely see why that could be a failure considered a failure because mm-hmm. you know we, sometimes we 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 want to be friendly to everybody but sometimes we don't realize how people are until we spend more time with them. Like you can be good friends with somebody for two, three weeks and say, Hey, yeah, this person is good. You know, he's, he's trustworthy. But then you tell them that secret of yourself, you know, about yourself or, or a plan that you have. And here they are running behind your back, trying to backstab you and make you fail. It's the worst feeling ever. But from all those mistakes, I learned to like, you know, always be on your, on your game, you know, yeah, definitely. Well, Stephen, um, that's going to do it for now. Okay. I really, really appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast and talking with me for a bit, telling me why why you were motivated and what inspired you to, to start creating music and talking about your inspirations for some of, uh, some of your songs. No, and thank you for having me. It was really good stuff, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I feel literally I was looking forward to this ever since you told me about the podcast. And I've been preparing myself all day. And I'm glad I'm, I finally got on this podcast. And I'm really excited to show the fans like this new EP. And so far, I've, like so far, I have good feedback. And I'm really blessed about that. I feel blessed. That's awesome, man. And you should feel that way because it's hard work. You know, it's not something that you just wake up to you know, tomorrow and say, I'm going to write music. And then bam, mm-hmm. the music is, is, is written, it's recorded and it sounds good. No, it takes time. It takes working with others and a lot of stress at times too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, thanks again, Steven. Thank um, hopefully you can come back after your, your EP is released and we can talk about the success. Absolutely. That I'm really excited. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you. Kiss me and I'll tell you